0: Welcome to my podcast, What the Fuck Spirit. If you made it past that name, this is going to be the podcast for you. This is going to be a no holds barred, no bullshit, open and honest conversation with Maria Leggett, and that's me, about all things spiritual. It's time to begin talking in an open and honest way about what spirituality is and what it is not. We're going to discuss all things woo-woo witchcraft, spiritual, queer spirituality, medium versus psychic, energy healing, light work, shadow work, and any other bullshit that people want you to believe because it keeps them comfortable. It is time for you to grow. Let's go. I can't help myself. Every time I hear that intro, I laugh. That must have been a spirit-inspired intro. So today we are talking with one of my favorite people on the earth. We are talking to Pita Bastion, And Pita is the diva priestess, which I love. And I met Pita a couple of years ago doing women's circles. I um, originally started out, she always laughs about this when we talk about it. I originally started learning how to do women's circles because I wanted to run a really good drum circle. That was it. I didn't want to do any personal work. I didn't want to know anything about all of my bullshit. But instead, Spirit says, hey, we're going to give you this Women's Circle facilitator who's going to call you on all of your bullshit and not take any of your crap either. (laughs) And so PETA absolutely challenges me on when I'm trying to lie to myself. (laughs) She doesn't ever let me get away with it. So I am going to bring Pina on now and let her introduce herself, and you're going to be able to feel her energy the same way that I do. And I hope that you love her as much as I do.
1: <laughs> Hello, Magali. Hello, my lovely. Oh my god! Like I've got tears of laughter with that <laughs> introduction. Oh my god, that's too funny. Lying? No. I mean, how many times in circle have I said, fuck you, Peter? <laughs> oh, so many, I, you know, and flipping me the bird all the time. Like, I mean, I just learned to not take that shit personally. I was like, ah, she goes again. <laughs> I was like, yep, she knows it. <laughs> and And when you do this one too.
0: You know, I talk about that all the time because Tree and I are running women's circles together now. And yeah. I talk about that. I'm like, listen, I used to sit in there. And when I was in a women's circle, if I got pissed off, I would cross my arms and just lean back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You were you were like my because um, I, I remember. um I don't remember the specifics of our very first circle together, but I definitely remember you standing out to me. Do you know what I mean? Like some, some, every woman in circle is important to me. And also some women just have a particular ping, you know? Um, And um, yeah, I was like, oh, she's fiery. This is going to be good. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing is and i've told you this before and it just it really cracks me up because mm-hmm. i remember leaving the first circle and the second circle and you know we got assigned our buddies to do our layout with whatever that we had to run our own circle and i remember talking to my partner whose name i don't want to bring up because this is a very spiritual thing um and I remember saying to her, listen, I know PETA doesn't like me. And you know what? I just don't give a fuck. It's okay. I'm just going to have
1: to deal with it. Oh, my God. You thought I didn't like you. I oh, that's did. hysterical. I'm like, I fucking love her. I think she's <laughs> quiet. She's great. Oh, this is going to be good. And you're like, she doesn't like me. <laughs> I did. I thought she doesn't like me.
0: And I'm just going to have a hell of a just, just put your head down, shell, and get through this.
1: Oh my gosh! You know it's so funny, and I think you know what I think. Oh, it's I, I, you know, I've experienced that too, right? And I think that um, it comes to that sister wounding, and you know, and and what I'm like right in this moment, what the the words that want to come through to explain it feels like when someone sees you so completely. Mm -hmm. it's very confronting
0: oh it totally is yeah in a big way
1: yeah and it's you know when i talk about that ping it's like i recognize you at a soul level like i see all of you and you know and so like that part of you i imagine was just like holy fucking shit nowhere to hide here she doesn't like me And I've done it too, right? I've done it too. We do it like to... to, We do. Keep ourselves safe. Yes.
0: So it amazes me like all this time later and how, just how pivotal and how important of a role you played in my life to get me to where I'm at right now. And, you know, of all the things that I have been through, I have said, and I did an interview with Natasha and... You know, Natasha and I talked and I will tell you the same thing that I told her with all the things that I've been through in the last couple of years. I am beyond grateful, if nothing else, I am beyond grateful for the fact that Tanya created an organization where I could find you and I could find Mm Natasha, I could find Yumi and I could find Tree and I could find other women in that organization that have become people who are so important to my spirituality, to my life. And I will always be grateful for that opportunity and step into thankfulness for that because, I mean, you were so pivotal on how I turned out. You know, you had faith in me long before I had faith in me. And you kept saying to me, Shelly, what are you doing You need to just quit your corporate job. What the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) You know, but I stepped in fear and fear and fear. And, you know, we were voice messaging back and forth today. And it was, oh, my God, has it really been over a year? And it's like, yeah, can you believe that? So I want you to, um, that's enough about me. I want to talk about you and how it is that you define yourself right now. And, you know, where you're moving with your business and what's happening with you. I want to know, tell me.
1: All the things. Uh, well, thank you. By the way, I I
0: love your hair. I'm so used to seeing you blonde and I love it the way it is right now.
1: Thank you. This is my natural, my natural hair that, um, I embraced, um, I'd say almost 12 months ago. And, um, I'll I'll answer your other question, but I'd love to talk about my hair because it kind of reflects um, my ever-evolving self. And um, so I remember being um, with my craniosacral therapist who I fucking love her. She is so good. And, you know, she really, um, she actually came into my life when I was walking along the beach with a, a really, really dear friend of mine. And I was just sharing like all this stuff that was going on in my life, in business, in family, in, you know, womanhood, motherhood. And she was like, babe, you hold so much. Like you hold so much. Who is holding you? And I was like, hmm, yeah, wow, that's really interesting. And so I made a commitment to start scaffolding my life with people. Um, and, And actually speaking about that holding someone or holding space i've got a whole like um different view on that and expansion of that which is really around my belief and my experience of being there is on the receiving end of this and also infusing it into my work is rather than holding space for someone we get to witness someone holding themselves mm, I love that because it becomes so much more empowering so much more sovereign is so less codependent like I think there's such a codependence that can happen in close relationships um whether they're friendships intimate partnerships um you know student teacher client mentor those spaces and I have been in those relationships I've you know in in both roles and um Spirit was just she introduced me to experience it a different way because it's really really necessary that we stop saying we're holding space for others. What about create what about calling on spirit? Let spirit do the heavy lifting. Let spirit come in and hold the space and you be the witness. You be that reflection and that sovereign witnessing of mm. someone having their process so back to my craniosacral therapist someone uh, i've been seeing her for a while and i have the most beautiful insights and downloads because you know she just frees up all the energy and um and it just really hit me that i no longer wanted to dye my hair so my hair has always been dark and you know my hair is is been like my my crowning glory all my life my hair has been a thing for me you know right from when i was a little girl my dad would brush my hair a hundred like a hundred brushes a night right and it was our ritual it was our thing and i just felt so loved and you know so it's kind of been this symbol of um my beauty and you know i think realizing now that it was more than skin deep it was like an expression of my inner beauty as well yeah um you have to excuse me because i have got the remnants of a cold and so now my nose has just decided to just fucking leak <laughs> uh, I, so glamorous talking about beauty i got That's fucking nose.
0: but we're <laughs> real this is what happens to us it's okay We're very real human beings. These souls have to live in these skin suits and they require certain things like tissues for runny
1: noses. Oh, my God. Too funny. Okay. Okay. Anyway, where was I? Talking about beauty.
0: (laughs) Talking about beauty with not running.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's beauty in that too, right? Like what an amazing function that your nose does. release. well, we were talking about your hair and how it was yeah. a symbol, yeah, yeah.
0: right?
1: So yeah, this this beautiful symbol and 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 um, part of me. And so, you know, I started getting gray hair in my, um, I reckon, in my mid thirties actually. And it was interesting because I was at the time I was a a, be- a beautician, um, running my own business, and you know, like I'm like fuck gray hair, no thank you. And so started um, coloring my hair and eventually, you know, ended up in my forties being, um, fully blonde. And I loved it. I loved it. But just, there was just this moment where I just had this clarity of like, no, it feels as though it's another piece of the real me that I'm hiding through dyeing my hair. I really want to, um, just be me. You know, I just, I just want the true essence of me. And so I, Went to my um, hairdresser, who happened to be that really dear friend that I went for a walk on the beach with, and I said, "We're cutting off my hair," like because it was like down here and blonde. I said, "We're cutting it off," so we did. We cut it all off, and um, to to like here, we had this beautiful ceremony, and I burnt my hair, and I was like, just you know, offering it back to the ethers and and reclaiming me. And so then I've just grown it out, and. Um, it's been so liberating and it's been really transformational in, I th- I thought, like my ego human self thought that now I wasn't going to be beautiful. Now my hair wasn't going to, you know, be that my crown and glory. And honestly, I have never had so many compliments about my hair. I, I shit you not like, and women in their early 20s the 30s 40s men like anyone really strangers literally will say stop me and say oh my god I love the color of your hair what color do you use
0: I've gotten that too even as gray as I am
1: yeah I'm like, oh, right I can
0: tell you how to do it it's real easy it's called god
1: <laughs> I'm gonna have to try that one I'm like I grew up my stuff It's my color. So yeah. Um, But I don't know. I don't know how I even got to that story. But um, I. I think I was going to tell you what I do and who I be. Yes. But I think that's a a really great metaphor then for um, who I be is uh, always evolving, and yet as I approach my fifties, I'm just turned forty eight. I feel I feel closer to um, the truest expression of me that ever has been, and so, you know, my journey started out. Um, I went into nursing, and I was a registered nurse for um, quite some time. Worked locally, did travel, all that sort of thing. Then I kind of got um, sick of sick people. <laughs> Love you, and um, also got sick of sick people, and and more more to the point, sick of the system. So wow. I went into uh, beauty and became a beautician, and ran my own business. Loved it. Loved having the connection with people. Um, and then I took some time off to be in my mothering role, um, and got lost in that, and mm. then moved went back to my spiritual practice of, um, Reiki and meditation and, um, started doing some healings for people, but didn't really kind of believe in myself at that stage. Like just thought, I don't know if I know what I'm doing. And, um, and then took my work online because I wanted to be able to work from home and be available for my kids. And it really then evolved, um, moving into the women's circle space and you know that happened again through a vision um I I just had this I'd never been to a woman's circle at all before um I didn't even really know what they were and I women scare the shit out of me so as if I was going to go to a women's circle but I had this really profound vision of being healed in a circle of women and I there was a big fire it was at night there was a big fire in the center and there were women of all different ages and nationalities um in a circle dancing and singing and and like almost passing me from woman to woman you know and and loving me and and passing me around the circle and then the vision ended with me standing literally in the ashes of this fire at, at dawn like this mm-hmm. like, yeah <laughs> and so oh, it was so profound and I was like okay okay universe okay spirit if you want me to oh because I heard as well you need to lead women's circles I was like what 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 the fuck spirit and <laughs> um <laughs> yeah and so I was like okay well if this is my path if this is what you want me to do then um send me a sign. And literally within two weeks, a random email from a random person I didn't even follow said that the title was, um, would you like to learn how to lead women's circles? And I was like, get fucked. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I'm listening. (laughs) And I replied. And that was then really the beginning of um, an even deeper journey into, yeah, becoming the woman I am today who. I have um, led, like, hundreds of women's circles taught, hundreds of women how to lead circles. And um, and then human design came into my um, orbit and my space because, um, well, I think for me it really helped me see myself more clearly. And when you know human design, my type is a projector, a self-projected projector. And so projectors, we're very very good at seeing other people. We're not so great at seeing ourselves. And so being able to understand who I was more deeply was another part of my evolution. And so I started incorporating that in my work with women. And essentially I would say my work with women has been around um, them feeling empowered to um, lead and really step into The fullness of who they want to be so today as the diva priestess um i'm really really excited to be um sharing this new body of work that is called ceremonial beauty Mm. and it's it's so delicious and it's so what do i mean when i say diva priestess so I, um, the diva, I met her on a, on the top of a volcano in Bali. I went on a retreat and, um, trudged up this volcano, basically having a panic attack the whole time. And, um, but nonetheless, something opened for me in that moment. This was back in 2016. And, um, and, and I felt this presence. I felt this really strong, um, feminine goddess presence and you know she gave me the name diva and it was an acronym for divinely inspired vivacious action and you know she came through as the 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 goddess of the feminine in action so she was really being a stand for us as women embodying femininity embodying our feminine energy and also our sacred masculine energy mm. and not discarding the masculine in favor of the feminine, but recognizing it regardless of gender, we all have feminine and masculine energy and quality within us. And so, um, you know, she was like my, my teacher and, and she just wants to create, um, with me and, and through me. And so, We uh, wrote a book together, Diva Leader Archetypes, um, and delved into that. I went back to Bali very recently, hence why I've got like a runny nose because the runny nose was the least of my problems really and it wasn't a problem. It's all a blessing. My body's been um, a little slower to integrate all of the upgrades and expansion. So revisiting Bali and reconnecting with the diva, you look, she had me on my knees before I went and, um, you know, we were chatting earlier off air just like I literally was on my knees crying at night and praying and what I didn't, I don't think I said what the fuck spirit but it was just like uh, show me, like I i am feeling so broken right now and um, but the beauty of that was in order for me to really be such an open vessel to receive what she has given me I needed to be cracked open in a whole new way in like an even deeper way and I don't know that I'd necessarily prescribe to needing it to be painful every time. Like I don't believe expansion needs to be painful every time, but sometimes it is. This one was really fucking painful. <laughs> yeah, I, and, don't
0: um, I don't think it has to be every time either, but there are beautiful moments in that kind of expansion when it does happen.
1: Yeah. Mm, mm. So um. yeah, when I was in Bali, I just kept getting these messages um all around beauty and because uh, you know I went to bali as well knowing that knowing that i knew nothing actually knowing that i knew nothing and that i was really open and willing to receive what next steps were what was my next um service and offering to the world as you know, the the diva priestess, priestessing the diva's message. And so as as I say, this theme of beauty kept coming through and I must admit, I was like, beauty, like how the fuck do I, you know, like what do I do with that? How do I, okay, I'm just, I'm not going to get in my own way. I'm not going to overthink it. I'm just going to keep listening. And, um, and so and then you know she dropped the words ceremonial beauty and this um creating inner and outer beauty to invoke that full expression of you as a woman and i was like ooh that feels delicious and really exploring the power of beauty and how and, and this is this is a um contemplation i'm i'm like sitting with is what if beauty is the key to manifesting joy love abundance um and and, you know this beautiful heaven on earth and so that has been my sacred assignment from the diva she's also given herself a name upgrade she wants to be it's it's divine inspired vivacious alchemy is yeah it is where we're going with this and so that that then translates into ceremonial beauty and really me teaching everything I know about inner and outer expressions of beauty and um cultivating experiences on retreats and um, invoking different aspects of ourselves as women,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, a really fun and and transformational aspect is um, the retreats also have a photo shoot, and so oh, that's you- amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get to I take you through a process, um, you know, over some weeks before the retreat. Um, And then in in retreat, we do some more, you know, deeper ceremonial practices and really bring that reverence and sacredness to the beauty within and without and then embody that and and mark the occasion, you know, with a stunning photo shoot, because when we, you know, like I was saying before, I don't I I mean, it is a projected thing not to be able to see yourself, but I think for women as well. Mm There's something really magical when you can when you can look at a stunning image and go, oh, "That's me," like yeah. I see I see my light, you know. And it, it's 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 when you that inner light is shining through. And so um, I'm really excited that this is my new assignment from the diva of creating ceremonial beauty, and um, I can't wait for the the ripple effect um that this is going to bring so that was a really long introduction as to what i do but you know thanks for letting me just go with my my voice leading us wherever it wanted to go of
0: course well i mean you know how it is whenever we have these conversations spirit's going to lead it wherever it needs to go because everybody views everybody views their spirituality different what's important to them what's not important to them Mm -hmm. and I mean, for me, right, I, I wish that I loved all the makeup and all the things, but I stopped wearing those like four or five years ago, I stopped wearing makeup and all the stuff. Um, I totally understand the hair being the crowning beauty, right, because my hair has always been my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always had people compliment me on my hair because I have so much hair and it's so straight and it's so thick. And I am blessed beyond imagination with a ton of hair. And I'm super happy that I have it. But I also wanted it, it's always reflected my personality. So it changes like every couple of months, right? Mm -hmm. It just grows with me, does this, does that. And, you know, I've had for the first time in a really long time, I've had the same hairstyle for like a year and a half. Where, I was going to say, know, it
1: hasn't changed for a while, has it? No,
0: no. So like three quarters of my head is shaved and the rest of it is permed because it's not that I don't enjoy my straight hair, but my journey has not been a straight journey. Mm. And so my hair, knowing that it reflects who I am and the pieces of me is that it's, it's curly. It goes in all directions. It's, it's
1: badly behaved. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not reflective of you at all. <laughs> <Just> at you. <laughs> don't tell all my secrets. So
0: I love that, you know, I finally gave in. I'm like, you know what? I am going to get a perm. I don't really care. And I have loved it since the minute that Jacob did this for me and it is. it is—it so incredible. suits you, Like it, it, it 100% you. suits you. Thank you. Yeah. And, and the thing is, I feel that way about your hair. Like this really suits who you are and where you are on your journey. Mm. So I love that you've yeah. done this with your hair. So I have a question for you. And here's my question. What does spirituality mean to you? I ask this of everybody who comes on because more for my selfish reasons. I like to hear how everybody sees spirituality because I've gotten you know tons of different answers. And I love it because I'm able to glean something from each piece of it, which means I know
1: my listeners are going to be able to as well. So what does it mean to you? Mm, I love that question. Straight away, what comes to me is spirituality to me is my relationship with uh, God, the universe, spirit, uh, the oneness, the um, it—it's almost hard to put into words, and it's—it's it's like a process of remembering my divinity, remembering that light within me. I get to witness that everywhere around me, and mm-hmm. so spirituality to me is a what's the word a devotion and a commitment to walking simultaneously in my human body and my soul self like that synthesis Mm -hmm. you know it's it one is not exclusive to the other and in fact and especially with you know this ceremonial beauty work it's really acknowledging that our human bodies are actually an expression of divine spirituality Mm -hmm. of divine light you know like when we get into the quantum mechanics of it all and the quantum particles the electrons that we're made of and the way in which um we get to experience ourselves in that way. So does that make sense? Yeah, of course. I love that.
0: That is amazing. What are, so what are, talk to us about some of your current offerings. What are you doing currently with
1: your business? Yeah, sure. So, um, well, the, the ceremonial beauty, what this looks like is, um, yeah, retreats in um, different parts of the country here in Australia and also um, overseas. So in uh, May we have the Wild Woman Retreat, which I'm so excited about. Oh, my gosh. And <clears throat> I, got, I-, I love how yeah spirit works with me it it so it drops images in my head of the of the s like and when these images get dropped in my head then it's I feel it and I become it like and I smell it and I taste it and it just consumes me and I'm like oh okay this is what we're creating so the the wild woman retreat is really um that's happening in May and as I say that is really about accessing that part of us that wants to break free you know she wants to be the rule breaker she wants to lick and snarl and fuck and swear and 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 she wants to be gentle and soft and sweet and playful like she's wild she's untamed. There's an untamed part of us that longs to be expressed and we don't give ourselves permission. This is what the Wild Woman Retreat is all about. Then um, we have the Lionsgate Retreat as well. And um, the plan for this one is Far North Queensland. And, um, you know, that that whole vibe has like uh, really... uh, has a real uh, sun goddess element to it and all all the finer details um haven't quite come through and and yet they have but um so that's happening around the lion's gate and then bali i'm so excited for bali is um either toward the end of this year or the beginning of next year And so that is currently what is on offer. And I am really, again, in devotion to how the diva wants ceremonial beauty to be expressed in the world. She's also shown me um, that I'm going to be – so these retreats are obviously group experiences, and um, but she is also saying we need to do this one-on-one with people as well who want to create – something so like an experience and an expression and really connect with a part of themselves that is longing to be seen and heard so Mm -hmm. um that is they're they're my offerings and you know there would have been a time when I would have had like at least 10 different offerings for you however another piece of my Bali experience and and the breakdown before the breakthrough was really honoring and acknowledging that as a projector, my energy needs to be used in a really specific way, and it is not through um, overworking. And I am a recovering overworker, <laughs> and um, so yeah, that, that's what I have available now. And also, you know, I'm, I listen to when the diva wants us to move. And so these are the things she's given me for now. And these are the things that we're going with. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm offering.
0: That's beautiful. I love it. So where can people find all of this?
1: Uh, you can find all of this on my website, the divarevolution.com or um, come follow me on Instagram at Peter Bastion. And um, I also have my podcast as well, the Diva Revolution podcast. Um, And, yeah, I would say Instagram is my favourite place to hang out and play. That being said, um, I also am um, re- reimagining and reengaging my relationship with Facebook and how I um, connect (laughs) on Facebook as well to make that that fun and delicious and and beautiful because you know I think I don't know about you I'd love to hear your thoughts on the energetics of the spaces that you show up in and what you feel drawn to and for whatever reason, to me, it feels like Facebook is that there, there's there's like a because it was like a swing away, and now there feels to me to be a swing back, and maybe that's just my experience. I don't know.
0: So, uh, Facebook for me is very odd, just because you have you know they know Facebook knows that they have built a business that is very reliant on social media and people being addicted to their phones, being addicted to their computers and having to watch the feed and all the things. And they also know that they've built this entire you know, technologically um, dependent world where if you're running an online business, you almost have to have Facebook in order to have easy, free access to a lot of people. And so because of it, it, the dynamics of it all have changed where before I used to hit people's, you know, feeds easily. Now I have to struggle and do much more with it. Make sure I'm hitting the algorithms that I'm doing at the right time of day. And it really just makes it more frustrating for me because I like to be free in the way that I'm doing shit. So Mm -hmm. if I want to go live at three o'clock in the morning in my fucking pajamas, then that's what I'm going to do. And if I want to do it at four o'clock in the afternoon, wearing an evening dress, which really isn't my thing, but if I wanted to, I could, and, but you see what I'm saying? And the thing is that you have to hit the algorithm, right? So it's now you have to go look through all the analytics. When are your, when are your people hitting it the most? When are you doing this? When are you doing that? But this is all the stuff that you have to deal with as a business owner, as a female entrepreneur, who's running things. You have to know where are your users? What are they doing? How are they doing and so I actually have some friends with other female spiritual, you know, spiritual owned businesses that they're leaving Facebook cause they've just had it because even people who are in your private Facebook groups, you have to engage with that damn fucking every, at everyone fucking tag. <laughs> <laughs> Tell oh. us what you really think. Right. <laughs> I hate that fucking tag. Because here's the thing, they developed that to bring people in and, but I watch people in my feed go, oh my God, I left every group who did that to me. So do I want to repeat that mistake? No. But how the hell else am I supposed to land in people's inboxes or in their feeds if I'm not doing something to bring them into the group? So it just becomes really difficult that now, not only do I have to teach the things that I want to teach... But now I have to tell people, don't forget to like this. So I hit your algorithm. Don't forget to comment on it. So I hit your algorithm. And it's really frustrating. So what am Mm. I doing? I am now part of the machine feeding it saying, oh, you have to engage with Facebook. And is that really where I want to continue with my energy or do I want to feed it into my fucking
1: business? (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) Good to know. <laughs> you asked the question. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for informing us, manifestor. <laughs> but...
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's there's my need to inform as a Manifestor. I just told you all what I thought of Facebook. And so when this goes live on Facebook as a pre-recorded video, it's probably not gonna hit anybody's algorithm.
1: I was going to say, they're going to be like, that fucking Maria Leggett, we're going to like black ban her. We're going to like block that bitch. <laughs> I
0: know. So, I mean, <clears throat> but I have friends who are now developing communities outside of Facebook because they get in, people engaged. So yeah. I'm literally trying to figure out where do I, like, my digital academy exists right now on Thinkific. But there is Kajabi and there's Podia and there's Mighty Networks and there's so many different places to do things, and Spear's kind of adjusting my business the way that yours is adjusting. So it's just finding a place where we're comfortable. So I mean, you're starting to engage and get back into all of this. Where are you comfortable?
1: Yeah, you know, I was just, I was just going to say the same thing. I feel like there's you know there's there's um, like so many different um, theories around all of it. And, and I think it's mm-hmm. wise to be across them. Right. And then I, I do feel that, um, uh, picking one platform and sticking with it is the way to go. I do like that Facebook and Instagram talk to each other. So, you know, it, it then is it's, it's, yeah, it's good that way. And also, you know what, I think it's like back to, um, bringing in spirit, you know, helping with that heavy lifting, helping with um, you know, this is a really important message, and the right people need to hear this and see this. and um, and and yeah, bringing spirit into the world of social media and um, having the right people's antennas ping when you're
0: mm-hmm. when you have
1: something really important to say and trusting in that. and um yeah, yeah. Anyway, I mean, social media was... is a
0: beautiful place when you're trying to reach a lot of people, and some people that you wouldn't be able to find any other way. So I am I'm mm. grateful for social media gods. I really am. But yeah. you know, as a solo entrepreneur, it can be difficult at times trying to navigate all that stuff by yourself.
1: Absolutely, uh, yeah. And so then it's kind of like, well, how can I just keep this simple? How can I keep this simple? And how can I how can I make this feel like play? You know, and the truth is sometimes it doesn't feel like play as well. And that's human, isn't it? It is. yeah. So
0: one of the things that Spirit's bringing to my mind, which I learned this in circle with you, but I would really like for you to share this because I think this is really important for people to understand that we are in a day and age where it becomes really important for you to be mindful of your words, mindful of your intention. Mm. So, and you've said it during this, all. you've said it during this podcast. So I know when you are using the word and instead of the word, but.
1: Mm-hmm. So I want
0: you to explain the same way you explained it to all of us women who took circle with you. Why do you say and instead of but?
1: Mm, I love that question. Thank you. And, um, uh, oh, my God, I'm fucking frothing over speaking about this because, yeah, your word creates your world, right? Yeah. And so, oh, my gosh. Okay, to answer your question, I, it, it's, it's actually less conscious. It's kind of like just part of my vernacular now to always mm-hmm. say um, and instead of but. Mine too. You'd did- be very proud of me. <laughs> I like it. Good job good job. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Saying and creates possibility. Saying and instead of but creates uh, like a yes and gets us away from duality. Saying yes and creates a space of all things can exist, you know, Mm -hmm. accessing quantum realm and being in the openness and possibility because we cannot see all of what is possible and when you say but you're really cutting yourself off my my belief is you know if you're saying one particular point of view and then you say but you're like you're like well here's one and there's the other but if you say this particular thing and this particular thing there's unity there yes this and it's it's really interesting it's like and you would know this from your work with gene keys and and you know reading all about it and um the gene key two unity and um sovereignty and how to how uh, i think it also speaks about it in uh gene key one which happens to be my in jankies is my vocation and guess what the city of janky one is do you remember shell i do not it's beauty (gasps) i love that i love it it too i love love it and i love it again this is what came through to me in bali anyway so the yes and and so i think i think that that's the crux of it it opens up our mind and our being and ourself to possibility and quantum realm it doesn't close us off and it also allows for duality to exist in unity because does that does that answer the question is that it's probably not how i yeah. described like in circle days but no
0: well, i think it's perfect because as you say it which i've never seen this before but i mean you know i'm like strongly clairvoyant so as you're saying it now And you're describing how it works. If I'm saying yes, and I'm walking up to a cliff, if I say but, then I just look down and there's this open space where I'm going to fall and I could, you know, kill myself. Or when I say yes, and this beautiful bridge appears and it Mm -hmm. unites two different sides for yes, and. So yes, got me to the cliff. But if I say but, then I'm going to fall off. But if I say mm-hmm. yes, and then it allows me to have this beautiful bridge that's built just for me to cross and allow my energy the expansion.
1: Yes. Yes. And do you know what else it does? It creates a bridge for everyone around you that is hearing yeah. that, right? Yes. yes. Because there's also this. Um, space that gets opened up for particularly you know if you're in conversation with someone and they're very strongly in one camp Mm -hmm. and you can say you can say yes and and share another possibility you're also creating the option for them to see a bridge because I think when people you know, if you feel shut down or if you feel discounted or if you feel unseen, unheard, you know, people are going to like walls come up, um, connections get lost, possibilities yeah. get closed down. Whereas yes and feels far more uh, expansive for me in the moment and those around me. So um, that's that's the yes and. Um, mm-hmm. There's also the the fact that um, in many different um, cultures, spiritual traditions, um, um, teachings, and and modern quantum teachings, our throat chakra is the point of manifestation. You know, like when when we can speak it into existence, because it's it's like sending a frequency into the world of form that it has a resonance and when you can access the the purest expression and when I say the purest expression it means coming from a pure heart now a pure heart you know I I used to have an issue with the word pure however I've fallen in love with the word pure because pure doesn't mean that you've never fucked up Right? Pure nah. doesn't mean that um, you're fucking holier than thou. And you, like, it, it just, it's not angels sitting on a cloud all the time. <laughs> Sometimes my wings get a little, a little dusty. Um, but it's, it's more around always coming back to your heart and, and reconnecting again, like when I was talking about what does spirituality mean to me, it's, it's coming back into my heart and reconnecting with that effervescent ever in infinite light and remembering, ah, that's the truth of who I am. And then speaking from that space is, um, a really powerful and potent way of, um, bringing, having your word, create your world. So it's, super important and um it's taught in as i say like quantum mechanics um it's taught in different um uh i'm i have um foggy brain forgive me i can't bring you know like bring them to where right now um but different modalities do speak into this and um i just love it and I like lo- I think I th- here's the other piece to it is words um words hold me meaning. So words are just words. Yeah. You know, you can just say words. However, it's the meaning we attach to that word, to those words. Mm-hmm. That that's the power and potency.
0: Yeah. So when yeah. you know
1: we, for example, when I was like, Oh, why does that word pure irritate me? Okay. I'm going to sit with that. I'm going to contemplate that. What does that bring up for me? What are the meanings I'm attributing to that? Oh, I see that. Oh, okay. Well, no, I don't need you anymore. And I don't, that's, that's not the truth of it. And, um, is someone coming to say, hi, is that your husband coming in to say hi to me um, again? It is not. It is so I'm here at the this
0: is my new office, and so I'm here later than normal. And so it's the cleaning crew coming in to do the garbage cans.
1: Oh, I love it. I love it. I and you know, for for those of you playing along at home, um, Shell and I when generally have spoken and she's been in her home and sometime her hub, hubby's been there and it's come to yeah. say hi. It's not like we have a secret relationship or anything. It's not like that. Well, <laughs> it could be, but it's none of their business. Yeah. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I
0: mean, I can't believe it has almost been an hour. I, I just, like, we could sit and have these conversations forever, really. So before we go, I mm-hmm. want you to talk about or think of something that you some piece of wisdom, some little ditty, something that you want to share that is very PETA-esque to let everybody know about you? What is it that, what knowledge, what information do you want to share with people as part of the podcast
1: that we haven't talked about already? Hmm. That's a really hard question, Shell. I'm sorry, love. You're so good at
0: ad lib. Know that you'll get it. It's a matter of you know if I, do I talk long enough to give you the
1: moment. <laughs> I um, I, as you were speaking, I think the the word that immediately popped into my head was devotion. And but I've spoken into that, and you said don't mm. don't say what you said before. However. I am going to speak about devotion in a different context. And um, I think this ties in really beautifully to everything we've been speaking about is in a way of spiritual practice. And um, I really love, 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 like the introduction of your podcast and, again, the permission it gives everyone to really cultivate a spiritual and I love that word cultivate. It just fucking sounds so silky. Because it's cultivate and craft. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, do this with my hands. And I've got my fucking like yes. cauldron. And I'm cultivating and and um conjuring and alchemizing. Anyway, that's what happens to me when I say the word cultivate. So I go, ooh. Anyway, cultivating a spiritual practice that feels good and true for you. And it doesn't matter what it looks like to anyone else. You know, and there was a time when I would have been absolutely fucking horrified at being given the assignment to create ceremonial beauty. I would have been so worried about what other people thought. Like, oh, my God, who is she? She's so vain and... Nah, no, none of that even enters my field anymore because my understanding of what beauty is has come from a devotion to my own spiritual practice and allowing and accepting Um, who I be, how I express and how I commune with spirit Mm -hmm. to be that relationship that I'm devoted to. And that is my spirituality. So I feel like um, and in saying that um, we get to be all parts of ourselves. So I think that's probably my Peter-esque thing is that you know I can look really kind of proper, and really I don't know people have an impression of me, and then I I come out and say you're fucking kidding me, <laughs> and people are like oh my god she swears she swears oh my god what's going Taylor. on <laughs> right, and then and and so I I feel like just allowing ourselves to express freely is then the key to living freely and being who we are because you know one minute I can be deeply deeply talking to you um about a really raw um moment and then I instinctively know intuitively know when my you know when I I get to engage the mermaid part of me to flip Mm. up into play. And the power of play is so fucking potent. So I think actually, as I'm saying that, that's the message, the power of play is potent. And um, I love that they start with the letter P and my name starts with a P and I've got this whole fucking thing about words starting with P, I love it. I think I'm gonna create a whole oracle deck with words that start with p with i'm not even room. fucking you. You Yes. i'm not even shitting you i i've actually already started it in in one shape form or another because uh again this is what the diva wants to create so the power of play the potency of play and how do you I access that? that through devotion to your own spiritual practice
0: Oh, that's beautiful, Peta. I am so glad. I am so thrilled that you agreed to do this with me and so happy to see your beautiful face and smiling. And just to be able to share this time with you has been super, super important to me. And I'm just so grateful.
1: Mm, Thank you so much for, yeah, thank you so much for inviting me on and um, creating this space for us to play. And um, I think you're fucking rad and I love you. I love you too. All
0: right. So I'm going to ask you um, when I end the recording, I'm just going to ask you to hang out for a minute. So let me hit the end recording. And thank you, everybody, for listening. I am so grateful to you. And thank you to PETA. I love you to pieces. Bye, everyone. Bye.